People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. I hope everybody's doing well and safe. Hopefully everyone's in good health and your loved ones as well. And as usual, appreciative of you lot supporting all my content and especially my loan reports, loan watch, uh, you know, loan findings, whatever you want to refer to it as. You know, I like to, I'm no expert, but I like to do what I can, watch as many highlights, as many 90 minutes, read as many talking points as, as in relation to as many Arsenal young players that are out on loan, just so I can track their progress, good, bad and the ugly. Because as you know, you know, some players are at different stages of their development. Some people are on loan at different reasons. Some people are going to start well on loan and kind of filter out. Some people are going to take a bit of a while. Um, and that's where they're all at. They're all trying to have greater levels of consistency um, to, to give them a better chance of, for some, a couple breaking into our Arsenal's first team. So yeah, appreciative to all of you lot tuned in. Please smash the like button, comment, subscribe, set your notifications on. Let me share my part of me. Part of me again. Sorry, folks. Got the hiccups and that. But let me share my loan report doc sheet, people. So let's start with Ainsley Maitland now. Ignore the notes below. Now, obviously, he couldn't play in the last Premier League game against Arsenal because he's illegible. Because in that draw, you know, when we drew against Southampton at St Mary's, he couldn't play because he's ineligible to play his parent club. I do think, if I can remember correctly, he got minutes for their reserve side in the meantime with that. And he came off the bench against Crystal Palace and had a decent 45 minutes, people, in their 1-0 L. I think he added something. I'm pretty sure he came on for Diallo positive 45 minutes but hopefully he forces his way back into the team obviously it's just turned November uh you know you'd probably if you was looking at all of Arsenal's young players out on loan or players that are out on loan you probably forget about Ainsley Maitland now and it does feel like his opportunity at Arsenal is gone but you never know Eddie it looked the same he made a role for himself you know Joe Willett went on loan, pushed, put himself into a good position, Went was sold for 30 million, which is a success story of Hayland in itself. And he's playing for Newcastle, where they're doing all right at the moment. We don't know where Reese Nelson's going to go, but he had a positive performance off the bench in our recent Premier League game, getting two goals and an assist. So the door is open, really, if you're doing the right things, but you've got to put yourself in the shop window. And, you know, I think when he went on loan to West Brom, Sam Allardyce had some kind words of encouragement. I think Hassan Hortel, since he's been there and we've been going over the loan reports and stuff that's had some interesting comments as to why he's in the team been put in the team or out of the team but yeah decent 45 minutes in their defeat against Crystal Palace Tim Akinola came off the bench people against Gatehead in their 2-1 victory people he got 17 minutes uh obviously Mola still searching for significant minutes he got 90 minutes in the 3-2 victory against NSC Brenda uh, that's following 45 minutes in their last in his last game people so he's building up minutes he's clearly showing the gaffer some sort of confidence or taking advantage of players being injured and things like that at this moment in time five appearances uh, that's meant to say a goal and an assist people not one of each but he's got one goal one assist in 252 minutes of football for this loan report in particular there's nothing to say where Mika Bereff is concerned Norton Coffee's had one two
uh, defeat sorry against Cardiff as he's still recovering from that knock in the last game check out the other loan reports people check out the loan report playlist on my channel uh, he came off the bench and then got injured people um, so yeah he's back again but he's having a decent loan spell nothing to say with Miguel Aziz at this point in time people Marcelo Flores people again that's probably changed to nine appearances now I don't think I've changed that but it's not really been it's it's always a lesson you know when you're a special player at youth level and all of these things and you've been capped by Mexico and these things you know it might think you're at an ability you're not not saying that's the case with Marcelo but this is the reality you know his team that he's currently on loan at are fighting for their lives they've changed their manager and he's not necessarily in the starting lineup week in week out which these are things you have to deal with, whether you're going to make it at Arsenal or next Prem team or elsewhere. He played in the 2-1 defeat against Alvarez, people. He got 27 minutes and he grabbed an assist now. It weren't, every assist counts, but it was a thing where I think the corner died. He headed it back in and then his colleague obviously put the ball in the back of the net. But you meant to come off the bench and impact the game. You did in your own little way. Hopefully he gets some starts and some more significant minutes and them things there. Now, Ryan Loboso played in the 1-0 defeat against St. Johnson. That's their first loss in five games and he only got the final 15 minutes, people. You know, uh, Agongbo's had to wait a, a month or so to get some first-team action following, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I think he got a red card and his form weren't really the best, but and better yet, I don't know why that's not black. Keep up the same theme where we can, people. But he played in the draw against Bradford, people. He got 81 minutes. He's finally back in the team. And it's his first appearance in a month, as stated. Now, uh, Arthur Okonku was on the bench in the recent game that Crew have played, people. He played in the 3-0 L against Barrow. As I keep saying when I watch Crew, I think the defending is shambolic from everyone, um, from the first line of defence where the, the, the striker to the defenders, people. I think on a number of times he, he's left... Isolated, you know, and the goalie is your last line of defence, people. Before you ask questions of a goalie, what's going on? And crew are just shipping goals, as you can see in their latest game. They caught flat-footed from dead ball scenarios. It's almost amateurish from corners and set pieces as well, people. Um, he was left alone on the island to his own divisive devices but I do think generally throughout the game there was a couple of moments he could and some of the goals he could have covered his area a lot better the second goal again the defenders are caught flat-footed but I did think he was slow off the line the third goal I don't think it's his fault because again it's shambolic defending but I did think he not only could have been off his line a lot quicker um, but he could have covered his post a bit better so these are things that he's got to learn really Tyrese John Jules is poetic justice way before Arsenal he was a, a he was a, an academy player with Charlton and it was a crazy game between Ipswich and Charlton. It ended 4-4. Now, both managers probably don't want to see that level of game again. You know, I think Ipswich can be disappointed because they should have won the game and... and He got a head up, all goals count. You know, he has been speaking about the goals will come. And as I keep saying, I'm a big fan of Tyrese John Jules, whether he makes it at Arsenal or not. I hope he gets a clean run with injuries because I think that's played a part into stop start loans. And obviously, he can bag because I think he does have a great future in the game and he's a fantastic player, not only on the field, but he carries himself off it. And you know, he, he's, he's got a fantastic attitude, he'll play whenever. You know, he obviously everybody wants to play, whether he plays a minute or 90. That rolls up his socks, doesn't kick out of kick up a fuss, always thinks about the collective away from the obvious disappointment. He did have chances he could have scored more, but he did bag. I think he had a very productive game with his back to goal people. That was his third goal of the season. Hopefully he, you know, he can get some more. And as I said, it was a crazy game. Both teams conceded some shambolic goals, really and truly, if I'm if I'm honest with you. 
So, yeah, uh, again, it's not going right for Omar Rekic, people. He's got a muscle injury um, for the Utrecht game. But at this moment in time, he's still only got 15 minutes of league action so far. Things can change, but it's not quite the loan spell we would have hoped for, for someone that is in the international setup way before Arsenal's first team in regards to Tunisia. And I'm pretty sure they're in the World Cup. Alex Kirk played in the 2-0 victory for his team, um, people, against Arbolf. I can't pronounce that Scottish team, but he got 90 minutes, people. Um this is meant to say NA, actually, because I couldn't cover Harry Clark this week. We'll circle over him next week, people. In fact, let me just leave that because I might get some talking points there. Shout out Austin Tusty. He's having a great loan spell. He's a candidate for loan player of the year between him, Charlie Patino at this moment in time, and probably Balogun. I'd say they're, they're all excelling quite well, really and truly. Austin Tusty played in the 2-0 victory against QPR. There was even a missed penalty for QPR. Um, and they Dini, who doesn't like Arsenal, you know, was there as well. Corner died, and it's an improvised flick where he's just he's not known too much about it. It's a freak goal, but they all can. And if I was him, I'd say I'm claiming it. And you know, he's setting, he's doing himself, you know, no no harms with his performances. Do I know if he's going to get in the American team? I don't know, but his form must have alerted him to the radar, and I'm sure he's dreaming of the World Cup. Selfishly, where Arsenal were concerned, he couldn't have, you know. This loan spell at Birmingham, he's played in a back three. At times they played in a four, but he's played in a back three. You know, he's shown responsibility. The fans love him. The manager loves him. He hasn't been amazing in every game, but he's done quite well. And whether he's going to make it at Arsenal or not remains to be seen. But if he can show that he can play in the European game, then we either make money or we've got a left-sided centre-back progressing into the first team. beauty that was his third goal in five games and i think defensively which is his primary job he cleaned up very well and he got man of the match once again the birmingham manager in fact on on austin tusty you can see he's got a sense of humor when arts did he mean the goal he said of course yes of course i meant that i checked my shoulder and saw now i'm playing it was a good goal i took advantage of the keeper being off his line and put it back into play that's what you do it's kind of lucky but i'll take it and that's true you know he's just putting it back into a dangerous area Crazy goals happen and you've got a collector's item, people. And as I said, his first goal in five games, becoming a bit of a cult hero at Brum. His gaffer on him said he's going to be a top player. He's going back to Arsenal whenever that is at the end of the season and hopefully push for a first team spot. And I think he certainly deserves to be going to the World Cup. I don't think your manager can praise you any higher than that, really. So big up to Birmingham and what they're doing, because thank you very much for playing our player. But at the same time, their manager is trying to achieve his own things there's pressure on the manager he can't play a man for the sake of it much less a lone player so while i admire them for playing him i have to big up austin tusty for giving the manager every reason to have confidence to play you week in week out now this is charlie paterno he missed out against west bromwich albion due to illness people in their latest game he did play in the 2-1 victory against Coventry. i did think at times Bit prob and he has every right to be confident. I think probably a bit too overconfident in possession, inviting pressure. But another great game showing his passing range. He might not be the most physical player, but he puts in a shift. Literally just doing what Charlie Paterno does, really. Quality performance again in their 2-1 victory against Coventry. Um, he's improving so much off the ball, which is, is very encouraging because what you do off the ball makes up 90% of the game, people. Um, so yeah, another you know. Paterno's doing what Paterno does in it. So big up Blackpool and Charlie for doing his thing. Obviously, where Balogun's concerned, he played in the nil-nil against Stad Brest. 90 minutes. For me, a quite... It wasn't a, 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 
an incident where he came in off the left-hand side, little Maisie run, dragged the shot just wide. I did think that was encouraging, but beyond that, not much. I did think his team were quite fortunate not to grab, uh, well, uh, they were fortunate to grab a point because I did think the team that they played against deserved to win, but ends nil-nil, neither team created or took any chances that they did create people. I, I Again, I've completely spent, spent spelt, sorry, Strasbourg um, completely wrong there. But Nuno Tavares now, for Nuno, he's getting games, he's growing in confidence, but I'm still waiting for you to improve defensively. I'm still waiting for you to really improve in the final third. As I say, there's no point putting in 10 crosses if nine of the crosses do not find a teammate and one goes over the bar. The same goes for shots. Um, and I do think he's very so-so over 90 minutes. There's some aspects, even in the Spurs game, where he looks really good. And then he others where... You know, there's one in for more from him, really and truly. Against Strasbourg, he came off the bench in 45 minutes. I think he did okay, really. Their first goal, I do think he could have got tighter to the man, but it's not his man directly. But again, as a fullback, you've got to smell danger. I'm not blaming him, but with respect to Marseille, one love to the ex-Arsenal players, but I'm only watching Marseille to watch Nuno Tavares, so I'm only scrutinising him. And as I said, he weren't the only man but he could have got tighter. And obviously they lost against Spurs. I think you have to go back to September when Marseille last won a game, people. Um, against Spurs, I don't think he was terrible. I think, you know, you saw the good, bad and the ugly of both teams, you know. New, uh, Marseille should have wrapped it in the first half. Spurs, great comeback, you know, sixes and sevens defensively for Hoiberg's goal um, as well. Spurs turned into second half. Missing... Not really a sitter, but a sitter. So I don't think Tavares was bad, but you are wanting a bit more. As I said, there's he'll go through a good five-minute passage, then another one, or five passes are good, six passes are shaky, seven passes are good, better consistency is required. I do think at times it's a case of all gear, no idea. He needs to look at this. At times, the first touch is very poor, and there's still an element of ruinous that needs to be ironed and chiselled out of his game. Ultimately, I think he dropped a six out of ten, if I'm honest with you, maybe a five, but benefit the doubt stuff. Um, Marseille bottled it, did finish their dinners, people. At times, it was very good. At others, just very random, I think, with Nuno Tavares. And this is from ex-Arsenal player Guendouzi on his thoughts in the game. I don't know why Guendouzi was played slightly more advanced because I do think he shows proactiveness to get into the final third, but I don't think that's a strength of Matteo Guendouzi's. But he said, we talk about fatigue or poor form, but I don't think that's the reason we lost. They scored from a set piece and had two or three other shots at most. We had chances to score and the second goal, which would have made the game safe. It's a professional failing. We didn't manage the game well. Tottenham were better in many aspects. They were able to adapt to our press. And well, that tells you everything. Football's about keeping, you know, goals out the back of your net and scoring more than your opponent, in it? So that's why the man they lost. But that's all I've got to say in relation to my long report and the progress check of these young players. As I said, people were cheering them all on. Hopefully a lot of them can break into first Arsenal's first team or be sold for a decent amount of money. And hopefully a couple of other players joined them on loan in Jan as well. So yeah, big up all the other young players that are there. Um, appreciative of you lot that watch this sort of segment on my channel with myself. Appreciative to that. As I said, turn on your notifications, follow on all the description, follow all the links that are in the description in relation to my socials comment your own opinions if you've got any thoughts on how these players are performing make sure you hit the subscribe and like button and most importantly stay blessed stay safe and i'll see you lot soon people when the next report and so on and so forth again check out the rest of my long reports as well because there's playlists on my channel on that you lot stay blessed stay safe i'm out people one love <laughs> Like